me. Oh, sorry. In between baptisms and choking. <sighs> Breathe. Uh, for those that were baptised, I've been around to most of them just to say, and for those that are here, we are going to pray for them um, at the end of the service. Uh, looking at the time, we've got time, but I don't want to take too much time. We've just come out of Easter, and we celebrated the, really the death and the resurrection, more importantly, the resurrection of Jesus. And now to, here we are today, and we've had you know, a multitude of people uh, jump into the baptismal waters. And there's such a correlation with that that I think it would re- be remiss if we missed the opportunity, even for ourselves, to remind us why we get baptised. I've discovered that as I've walked with the Lord... There are people who believe in Jesus that for whatever reason have never been baptised. Let me say this really clearly. Baptism has got nothing to do with your salvation. Nothing. Nothing. And I'll get into that. Nothing. So if you think I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking heresy, you can come and slap me later. I'll probably slap you back. But the point is, it's got nothing to do with your salvation. The salvation is between you and God. You've made a decision to follow him. He's done something on the cross for you. Yeah? In accepting that, you step into a life as a son of God. Baptism just really solidifies that decision that you've made. So I think it's important coming out of Easter that we just put some things together because baptism gets its meaning. It's, everything about it, its importance, is linked to the death and the resurrection of Jesus. It actually means nothing. The water means nothing. Without the sacrifice that Jesus made, the water means nothing without the resurrection power of God. It means nothing. All it is is a, some warm water. We have had cold water in the past. Praise God that it's warm now, even though it was cold when you turned it on. But it's his victory over death and resurrection that actually guarantees our eternal or everlasting life, not the baptismal waters. So I think I said really clearly earlier, and I just want to make the point again that Baptism, it's not, a, it's not a religious ritual. It's, it's not about that, yeah? I, I, it's really hard. I, I'm adding commentary. I'm not, this is not criticism, it's commentary. I grew up in a Catholic home, Roman Catholic home. So I went through baptism, I went through communion, I went through confirmation, I went through those things. But as a child, you have no real understanding of those things, yeah? So it, it's not just something that you do because you're part of a church, yeah, I think even Vicky said that when she got baptised the first time, she, she did it, but she just felt like she was being rushed through. We often, I often meet people that say, I got baptised, but I want to be baptised again. Why would you like to be baptised again? Well, I did it, but I didn't really know what it meant. I didn't know what it meant for me. Yeah? So the, it's, it's, not a, it's not a ritual, it's not something that you just do, it's something that's deeply personal. And so I think embedded into our faith, we should know why we do this thing. Because these waters underneath here, they really were exceptionally warm. <laughs> like, Jesus was so nice in there. Anyway, it was really warm. These waters are nothing without understanding why, yeah? So let's just pray. Let's have a look at some home truths. Um, and then we'll see where we finish up. Is that Okay. So, Father, we thank you for today. Lord, what a step that some people have made. God, that, Lord, I just know, I just know in my knower that there are times where you make a decision for you and you feel like the whole world is against you 
not for you. You know, you just feel like the winds of change are trying to blow you the other way. But Lord, these people, Father, they got here and they made a decision and they stepped into the waters and they said, yes, we believe you're the son of God. Yes, we believe that you, that you died for me as an individual. And God, they took, they took the plunge. Father, thank you. What, what, a, what an awesome day. You know, what an awesome day. It's almost like a birthday, God, that we can celebrate. You know, we write down the 11th of April, 2021, as a day to celebrate every year for these people. So thank you, Lord Jesus. So Father, I just pray that you would speak today, make things clear today, allow us to have some fun today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Now, I know I said it earlier, but I'm going to repeat it. Our faith is deeply personal. But for those who don't like to share their faith, that's really rotten. It sucks because it's not supposed to be private. <laughs> you know, everyone knows I barrack for the Western Bulldogs, not because they're on the top of the ladder at the moment, not because it looks like they're going to win another premiership since 2016, but because I barrack for them, yeah? So I wear that on my sleeve. Our faith, we should wear that on our sleeve. People should know that we're believers, even though it's a personal relationship with Jesus. There must be a time in our life where someone says, there's something different about you. How come you didn't freak out about that? What is it with you? How come you always stop to pray when something's happening? There should be something that's evident in our lives that people say, please tell me what this thing is because I think you're another. You know? And so, well, I've got a faith in a God that you can't see that I have a deep, intimate relationship with. It makes no sense to you, but he talks to me and I often feel him tangibly. That doesn't make any sense. I know, right? How good is that? Man, you're missing out big time. Yeah, that's what it should be like, really. So baptism, why? What's the meaning of baptism? Why is it important? It's important because the one that we believe in, the one that died on the cross, the one that rose from the, from the dead, he actually ordained it. Yeah, he ordained it. We believe it because it's an ordinance of the Lord. You know, he gave us this, I guess, this ceremony, this ongoing practice of the church. In Matthew because for those of us who believe in Jesus, we believe in the Bible and we believe in the written word. And it says in Matthew verse 28, or chapter 28, sorry, verse 19 and 20, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Make disciples is the main, the main crux. It's the main verb, really, make disciples. Having gone, make disciples of all nations. The important part of those two scriptures is make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them. Baptizing them and, and teaching them. So as a church, we try to do that to the best of our ability. The church is commanded to do this for every believer, every single believer, but it has to be every single believer's choice. Yeah? Free will. I can, kick, I can cook all the best food at home, but if my son doesn't like Brussels sprouts, I know, right? I, I, I may try to force him, but really at the end of the day, I'm going to lose that battle as he gets older, aren't I? Yeah. It's the same with our faith. We can share our faith, but we can't force our faith. It has to be an individual decision for people to want to be baptised. 
I actually love the fact that it says baptising them and teaching them because for me, they go hand in hand. The teaching is almost as important, if not more important than baptism, but yet baptism is as important, if not more important than the teaching because baptism, we're saying, listen, we're, we're, this is a real deal for us. Jesus is real. Jesus died for us on a cross. I can't explain it. I, I don't have the words to articulate it, but, but it, it, he's real. And, and so I'm going to be baptised. And now we need to teach him. What do we have to teach him? Well, we teach them what, what God commanded, what Jesus, in fact, commanded. His new command. Yeah, John 13, 34 and 35. By this all men will know that you're my disciples when you have love for one another. So baptism says, listen, I'm not going back to a life without Jesus, but now I'm going to live a life where I'm going to love everyone, yeah, the way that he loved me. Yeah? So I love that because it doesn't mean that you can point it out to the believer who doesn't live that way because <laughs> we all have moments don't we yeah if we're to be real <laughs> we all have moments some of us have two moments some of us have lots of moments but the fact that now all of a sudden they get baptized and now they can love one another as he's loved us so now we say to people like like Lockie, like holly like those that have got baptized okay now you have to learn to love each other even when people disagree with you even when they think you're a nutter because I don't know, let's, let's pick something that will offend someone. Because you vote Liberal or you vote Labor, whatever it is, I'm picking politics because people are really funny about politics, you know. <gasps> they vote Labor, oh my goodness. How can they? <gasps> they vote Liberal, oh, they're a Green. Yeah, okay, I went too far, I know. Any, but the, the, the point is, right, that even if someone has a political difference, if we're going to be Christians, I have to love that person even if I disagree with him, Yeah. That means that the people that have just, gone be, that have just been baptised, they have to learn, to learn in every relationship, husband, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, father, children, cousins, uncles, aunties, friends, workmates. When there's conflict, we choose a place of discovery as believers being baptised. What am I learning here? What is Christ trying to teach me here? Because the alternative of a place of discovery is a place of prosecution where you just want to prosecute everybody else and blame everybody else. And that's not loving anyone or everyone when, they, when you disagree with them. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Because most people don't want to love you when you disagree with them. And even as a Christian, it's really hard to love someone when they disagree with you. But... Man, we just got baptised. Suck it up, princess. It tells us here to make disciples, go out in all the world, make baptising and teach them what I've commanded. And that's what he commanded. Amen? So that's why today is such a, an awesome day. We choose relationship with others over being right. Yeah? yeah? yeah. That's so hard in the home with kids. Because they're always right. Always. And you and I know they're not. And some of us want to make the point that they're not. But usually the other half that's very spiritual says, are you choosing relationship? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm the father and they're the sons. <laughs> Sometimes it can be hard, yeah? You know, how long do we have to do this for? How long do we have to baptise disciples and teach them? I, I love verse 20 because verse 20 says, And I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So he gives us this command, Go out all the nations, baptise them, teach them, blah, blah, blah. And I'm with you always to the end of the age. The promise, his promise of helping us is as long as the age lasts. 
So as a church, as a family, as a community, we will keep baptising people as people choose to be baptised. And we will keep teaching them to love one another even when others disagree, to choose relationship over being right, to stop them occasionally and say, listen, you, you, can we have a coffee? What's up? You're out of whack at the moment. You, you, you're blaming everyone else for what's wrong in your life. That's, let's sit down and chat. You can't talk to me like that. I thought we were brothers in the Lord. We got baptised together. Yeah? It's not teaching people how to suck heads. It's teaching them to be like Jesus. Like my wife teaches me every day with the kids. So baptism, is a, it's a command. It's an ordinance. So that's why we do it. But why else? Because it actually shows that we're united with Christ, that we, now we're connected with Jesus. Yeah, Romans 6, um, verses 3 and 4. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptised into Jesus were baptised into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have new life. One of the things that actually symbolises is, is a new life. Yeah, but it actually shows and it says, I'm united with Jesus. I'm united in his death. I'm united in his resurrection. In the same way that he died, I died when I went under the water. In the same way that he rose from the dead, when I come up out of the water, I am a brand new creation. And I'm saying yes, yes, yes and amen to that truth. It doesn't matter what people tell me. It doesn't matter if they say, you've never changed. No, you know what? I have. Because five years ago, I would have knocked you out. Now I'm just swearing at you. It doesn't have to be huge. It's a journey. You've got to understand me in my humour, yeah? You don't decide to become a Christian and all of a sudden you're a saint. You are a saint, but you know what I mean? You're not all of a sudden perfect. It's a journey. We're, we're transformed into the image of Jesus with ever-increasing glory every single day, yeah? So these baptizees, this is the journey they're on, and they're saying, I am united with Jesus. You know, totally united. I said earlier, and I just want to clarify, I said, if you're not baptized, it's got nothing, you know, baptism has got nothing to do with salvation. Just a very, very quick one, you know. Jesus on the cross, two thieves either side, and one says, pray for me, you know. I'm wicked, I'm no good. And, and Jesus says, listen, you're going to be with me in paradise. Really? You haven't been baptised? You can't come with me to heaven? Did you read that part? No, neither did I. It's got nothing to do with salvation. It's a heart decision. Yeah, this symbolises other stuff. That's why I want to talk about it. Yeah? It signifies our faith. It's a practical example. A great way to think of it is this. Faith unites us to Jesus, but, but baptism symbolises that union, that connection with him. Uh, a really good analogy actually is when two people get married, you know, they exchange rings with this ring, I thee wed. Do you really think that the ring is what has married you? With these, you hear it all the time, with this ring, I thee wed. And you see them and they put the finger on and tears are running down. Probably because they don't know, they, why am I making this mistake? You know, and they're putting the ring on this finger, yeah? With this ring, it's got nothing to do with the marriage covenant. It's just a symbol. Baptism's just a symbol of the covenant that these guys have already made with Jesus, with God. I love that. In the same way Paul's saying, with this baptism, you're united with Christ. 
And, and, and at that point, we're focusing here that we're united in everything. His death, his resurrection, all of him. We actually capture all of him. That's why we make the decision to get baptized. You know, verse 4, we are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. It's all of it. Christ was buried and raised to a new life. We're now buried and raised to a new life. And I think that's exciting because sometimes you just want a new start, don't you? Sometimes it's nice to be actually able to have a place to say, I had a new start. Yeah? You know, this is... This is a beautiful place because baptism shows, I think, beautifully what happens spiritually when we say yes to Jesus. You know, I think baptism shows that our old self is dying. It shows that our, the old self of unbelief is now dead. You know, and a new us, a new you, full, full of faith and loving Jesus comes to life. You know, that's what we confess to the world and to heaven when we get baptised. You know, why do we do it? Why do we do it in a huge pool like this? Apart from the fact that it's really cool and when the camera works, it's even better. But why, why do we do it in full immersion? Why don't we just sprinkle? You know, I, this is a true story, but it's a joke. We baptised a friend of ours many years ago, many, many years ago, probably 25 years ago, in our bathtub at home. He wanted to be baptised we were leading young adults and youth and he was keen as, man. He wanted to be baptised. He didn't want to wait. What happens if I walk out the door, drive my car, get hit by a bus? I want to get baptised now. So we go, all right. We had a small home, 14 square home. The bathtub was the size of the pulpit. You know, like it was small. So his feet were up against the wall, yeah? So we tried to baptise him under the water. We had jugs pouring over his feet. We still joke today that he messes up in life because we didn't get his feet under the water and that's why he still walks crooked. The true story. But he went on to be a missionary. But why, why no sprinkling of water? Romans 6 verses 3 and 4. Don't you know that all who are baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We therefore buried with him, buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too. It describes the act of baptism as a burial you know i can't bury just the part of your head if you bury something you bury them all and i think for me you know it's understood most theologian, theologians would believe this too that's understood to mean that you're buried underwater and then come out from the water to mean you it's that's the rising rising up out of the grave it symbolizes that new birth you know the greek word actually for baptism means to immerse or to dip and most scholars totally agree that that's the way that the early church used to practice baptism you know there are other pointers in scripture to talk about full immersion um, rather than rather than just the imagery of the death and burial but acts in chapter 8 verses 37 to 38 the story of philip and the and the eunuch and philip said if you believe with all your heart you may and he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptised them. The Ethiopian eunuch comes to faith while riding with Philip in his chariot. But it says they went down to the water. And I actually believe that that represents they physically went down to the water like a river. And they went down into the water. And they baptised in that water. There was no sprinkling. They didn't go down to the water because they saw a bird fountain and decided that they would just flick water up and baptise them. There was no sprinkling. It was a full immersion. 
Acts 8.36 says, As they travelled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptised? So Philip agrees, and they go down, they get baptised. They went down into that water. I think it's the reason that we as a church, actually most Protestant churches don't baptise babies. Yeah, actually majority of them don't. Simply because a, a baby can't fulfil a two-heart condition of repentance you know, and faith. A baby can't walk into the newness of spiritual life and then function as a member of a body, as of a community, as a church. They can't do that. They, they don't have the con- cognitive ability to be able to make a decision like that. So as a church, what we do, we actually have baby de- dedications. I, I, I think baby dedications are probably far scarier than actually baptism itself because when you get baptised, like Holly, you got baptised, so you're making a decision now that, hey, listen, God's the real thing for me. So when people know that, now that you've made it public, people are watch. trust me, people watch how you live, right? If you say that you're a Christian, everyone who's not a Christian watches because when you do something wrong, I don't know, all of us can say, who's heard this? And you say you're a Christian. <laughs> Do you watch that and you say you're a Christian? Well, the Avengers is awesome. Do you, wa- Do you, do you use that word? The hammer hit my thumb really hard. Yes, I do. do you, did you say that? Did you see the size of the huntsman? It was freaking huge. It was going to eat me. Of course I said that when I ran, you know. I've totally lost where I'm at. But <laughs> totally lost where I'm at. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So you're making the decision. So people will pick on you. Actually, when you become a minister or someone that works in the church, people outside of the church don't look at you anymore. Everyone in the church starts saying, oh, and you're the pastor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. <gasps> Did you say, oh, you're not the Messiah at all. You're just a naughty little boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yes, I, I have heard that. But anyway, we won't get into that. But... And when we dedicate babies, what, we act, what we're actually doing is we're giving the responsibility of that early life of that child to the parents. That's a huge responsibility. Where a parent now says, hey, we're dedicating our son, our daughter to the Lord, and we're going to do the best that we can to raise them up in the things of God. Yes. Yeah? And then a parent might have godparents or family and friends. that They say, we want you to help us raise them in the things of God. I think that's far scarier than being baptised. I can talk for myself. I've only got power enough to control myself. But for anyone that's a parent or a grandparent here, you know what it's like when you raise your children. You do the best that you can, yeah? So when you're saying, I am going to do the best and I'm going to raise them in the things of God, that's a huge responsibility. Yeah, sometimes I think, oh, if only the Bible talked about infant baptism, it would make life so easy, you know? We could just do that, get away with it. Then it's all on them. If they muck up, it's their fault. But if they don't walk right at the beginning, what was our upbringing like of them? Anyway, I digress. Uh, John 3.23 says, John also was baptising at Anon near Salim because there was plenty of water. Yeah, and people were coming and being baptised. You don't need plenty of water if you're just sprinkling. Yeah, if you're just sprinkling, you don't need plenty of water. But for full immersion, you need plenty of water. 
For a sprinkling, you just need a jar. Is that about right? So what's the meaning of baptism? Why is it important? Because you would have noticed that today, before I baptised every single one of them, um, and when I baptised them, I baptised them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It tells us in Scripture to do that. Matthew 28, 19, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We want to involve all of God, yeah? I'm not here to teach theology, but we believe that you've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we believe that all of them are the same. It's like having H2O. H2O can take the form of water, steam, ice, yeah? We believe that God is the same. You've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, yet all three are one. And when we get baptised or be baptised, we want to invite the full Trinity, all the Trinity, all of God to be present with us. Because when he died on the cross, though it was the Son part of God that died on the cross, he did that so that we could have a relationship with the Father through him and be empowered by Holy Spirit. So all of God is now involved in our life. So anything that we do, particularly a statement like this, we want all of God. Yeah? want all of God. It's like when you've got the perfect family. I say the perfect family because if I just generalise family, people go, oh, you know, I come from a single parent home and all that. So I've been through a divorce. I understand all of that. But in the right family where there's a mum and a dad that are still there together and you have a birthday, you don't leave one out. You invite them all, yeah? We invite God, all of God, into every part of what we do. Because he's interested, so interested that he died on a cross. So interested that he knows every part of you. He knows when you cry. He knows when you laugh. He knows when you pick your nose. He knows when you tell the truth. He knows when you lie. He knows everything. He knows you in the shower. He knows you in the car. He knows you in bed. He's God. He knows everything. Just because you turn off the lights doesn't mean he can't see. Yeah, he's actually there. It's quite creepy, almost like a stalker. But God's like that. He's there all the time because he wants to be. But he's a good stalker because you can talk to him whenever you want. He's there for you all the time. I don't mind having a bit of fun. So if I offend anyone, you can talk to me later. I apologise. But I just love the idea that God's there all the time. He's everywhere. You know, like, let's face it. I don't have Arnold Schwarzenegger's body at the moment. I gave it back to him. and um, So God sees me when I've got clothes on and he sees me when I don't. He just sees, he sees everything, you know. Where I might want to hide from everyone else, God never wants to hide from me. So that's the beauty of our relationship with God. At the end of the day, there's no true baptism without the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. So we invite them all. It's expression. It's an expression of our faith. You know, our understanding of the New Testament is that the meaning of baptism actually includes the fact that it expresses our faith. You know, one of the things I do. This is not for anyone else to mimic or copy, but I've learnt this. You know, you know when you sing songs, people sway side to side. I've, I, I, I now I'm a forward and back person now. Yeah, I'm forward and back because. I heard from a preacher that was in the Holy Land at the Wailing Wall and he was with the Jews while they were praying at the prayer wall and they were all swaying like this while they prayed. And so he asked, I don't understand, why do you do that? Because you all do that. And they said, because as we pray, it reminds us of where we've been and where we're going. Where we've been and where we're going. 
So for me, <laughs> if I worship God, I need to do that. And it's like, man, I'm never going back there. You are so good. I'm running to you all the time, you know. Um, it's an expression. Baptism is an expression like that is an expression for me, you know. And the beauty of it is, baptism is not something that anyone can do. It's not something that a, a, a non-believer, unchurched person can do because it makes no sense to them. Yeah? It's, baptism only means something to the believer. It's only something that a believer we, in, that has faith in Jesus can do. You know, Acts 2 verse 38 says, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you. You know, repent means I'm going to change my life. I'm going to live a life with you, God. I was absent from you. I was distant from you. I did all manner of things without you, but I'm going to now walk forward with you and I'm going to allow you to shape my life. You know, only a believer, a person full of faith can do that. You know, I love that. And I guess let's be realistic. A baby can't utter those words. Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. Not yet anyway. Actually, even while they're kids, they say, I'm sorry, and they don't really mean it, do they? Anyway, let's not go there. Anyway, it's a personal expression of faith. True Christianity is a relationship with God. It's not a series of religious rituals. It's just not. You know, Jesus brings people into personal contact with a, a, a living God, a loving God. So I believe it's fair to say that water baptism is a physical representation of what's happening in the spiritual realm. You know, uh, I, I encourage you, speak to all of them, every person that got baptised today, and ask them what emotion, what emotion, what thought did you have as you came out of the water? And they might joke and say, oh, I thought you were going to drown me. But I guarantee that everyone will have a different, uh, would have had a different experience. Yeah. yeah, if you speak to my daughters, you know, I've got one daughter that came out and just said, she goes, I was just happy. Another one said, I was just really light. I don't know what that means. She goes, I just felt like a weight had been taken. It's different for everyone, but it makes no sense because it's the same physical act. But it's doing something in the spirit that's really exciting. Yeah. So public declaration, it declares to the world around us that I'm not ashamed of the decision I've made to be, to be a disciple of Jesus. And the power of water baptism, it's not in the baptism itself. It's in the... It's in what it represents. Yeah? It's in what it represents. Jesus is dead. He's buried and resurrected. But now the old me is dead, buried and resurrected. And um, I, I just want to play this song. I'm going to play it, Mel. Okay. I, just because it's got some really good lyrics. And I apologize. I, I don't mean to take your time. But see, today we had people that got baptized. And some of them are actually starting. Yeah? A, a, a ritual is not a, a good word but they're leaving a legacy for their family. Others are actually picking up the baton and grabbing it from their family and continuing it on, whereas others are making a fresh start. And, and I just want you to listen to this song for a minute before we pray for these guys, if that's all right. Try it some 
Now I know she was right She was talking to Jesus She was talking to Jesus And she'd been talking to Jesus For all of her life Mama used to drag me to church Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights Khaki pants and a polo shirt Boy, I put up a fight She said, son, one day you'll thank me For having God in your life And yeah, I know she was right Yeah, my mama was right Cause now I'm talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus Got me talking to Jesus Yeah, my mama was right Cause now I'm talking to Jesus Yeah, I love talking to Jesus And I'll be talking to Jesus For the rest of my life What a friend we have in Jesus what a friend we have in Jesus, don't you know? What a friend we have in Jesus, oh, what a friend we have. What a friend we have in Jesus, what a friend we have in Jesus, what a friend we have in Jesus, oh, I've got three of my own now. Trying to raise them upright. My oldest is 15. And I remember what that was like. Trying to deal with the drama. Trying to figure out the questions in life. And I've been looking for a way to show him how to make it all right. Then he walked in my room Well, I was saying my prayers the other night He said, I'll come back later I can tell you got a lot on your mind I said, it's not an interruption You couldn't have picked a better time Cause I was just talking to Jesus Come over and give it a try We started talking to Jesus We started talking to Jesus We started talking to Jesus Oh And now he's talking to Jesus Thank God he's talking to
There's no wrong way to do it. There's no bad time to start. It don't have to sound pretty. Just tell them what's on your heart. Cause it's not a religion. Cause it's more like a friendship. So just talk to your father like you are his kid. Just start talking to Jesus. Just start talking to Jesus. Cause you can talk to Jesus. Oh, whenever you like. Just start talking to Jesus. Thanks, Baz. Just, just keep it in the background a little bit. We're just starting to talk to Jesus. Yeah. What a friend we have in Jesus. So if those that were baptized want to come forward, we're going to pray for you guys. <laughs> I'll just stand up the front here. We'll pray for you one by one. For those that have got a prophetic lean in the house, if you've got a word or something, um, just I'm going to get you to raise your hand in a moment but um ah, turn around the other way they don't need to see your face right now we're going to pray for you turn around turn around come on we're going to pray for you no no face the stage we want to pray for them they could fall in the power in the name of jesus like the last thing we wanted to do is to hit their head on the stage we just want to pray for them but i want to i'm going to ask everyone in the church just for a moment um to close your eyes and Baz, even when this song finishes, and Hillary, just keep it in the background, if you could. I just, while every eye's closed, let's face it, I don't know everyone that's here today. I don't know all the guests. I don't know some, I don't know everyone. I just don't. But maybe you're here today and, and, and you want to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you're here today and the decision that they've made to be baptised is, is prompting you. Maybe the song itself spoke to your heart. I, I don't know. But I just want to give people an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. So while every eye's closed, just for a moment, if that's you, you'll know if it's you because your heart will be racing because I'm going to ask you to put up your hand. I'm just going to ask you to put up your hand so that we can acknowledge that you've said yes to Jesus and we're going to pray with you. And if there are people here that want to do that, awesome and great. And if there aren't, awesome and great. That's okay. It's a journey. So if you're here today and you've never said yes to Jesus and you want to have a relationship, you want to, you want to know what these guys know, you, you want to resonate with the words of this song or anything that I've said today, if that's you right now, just on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. So you've not said yes to Jesus or maybe you walked away, you grew up and you had faith as a child but you haven't given him the time of day lately. It's never too late. It's never too late to... So if that's you and you want to say yes to Jesus, I'm just, just raise your hand now just so that I can see it. If there's anyone. Thank you. Thank you. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. So I don't want to embarrass anyone. There was a couple of hands that went up. So church, this is where family now come together. I'm going to say a prayer 
And for those couple that raise their hands, I'm asking everybody to repeat after me so that no one knows it was you. Because <laughs> it'll be everyone at the same time. But I'm asking you to repeat this prayer after me. Is that okay? Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to have a relationship with you. And on this day, the 11th of April, we say yes to Jesus. Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. Make yourself known that my life will be forever changed. Amen. That wasn't hard, was it? Can we put our hands together? For those that did raise your hands, if you want to see me later uh, or talk to me later or anyone else in the church, please do that so that you can start your journey of faith. Amen.